Thank you for joining today's Carter Logistics Wheels in Motion podcast. My name is Rich Kenny. I'm one of the sales managers on our Carter Logistics sales team. And today I'm joined by Mr. Mike Berry. He's forwarding administration manager with our Hitachi sister company, Vantech Hitachi Transport System, and he works out of the Chicago branch office. Mike is joining me via team meeting today, and our subject today will be Ocean and Air Freight Forwarding 2021. At this point in time, importers and exporters are finding the current state of the ocean and air freight market is something they've never experienced before. Uh, the U.S. West Coast ports resemble a parking lot. China ports are spending a lot of time looking for containers to load. And then once they get the containers, they have to look for vessels that are willing and able to take that container. And on the air freight side, the airlines are really pressed to provide expedited services and the rates and all services seem to be going skyward. So today we hope to touch on these very timely topics as well as discuss how an international freight forwarder is facing these challenges in 2021. So Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Rich. How about yourself? Very good, very good. I'm surviving the beginning of 2021. <laughs> uh, I, I thought we could uh, maybe review with the audience, uh, Mike, your position at Vantech Hitachi Transport and maybe give us some background on the size of your office in Chicago, what services you offer and the level of expertise your staff has, which is something customers are looking for in this challenging year. Yeah, uh, first off, thanks for having me. It's great to join you guys again on your successful Wheels in Motion podcast. As the FF manager, my job is awesome. And what I really like is I get to wear many hats. I'm involved in some really cool initiatives to help our operations team embrace new technology, such as automated tracking and OCR, to name a couple. Another hat I've been wearing is helping with our industry updates that go out to clients and worldwide partners. And as you alluded to, Rich, one area this has kept us quite busy in 2020 and into 2021. So you asked about our Chicago office. We're actually the largest of our 10 freight forwarding locations in the U.S. We have 42 employees and 95,000 square feet of warehouse space. We're a certified CTPAT facility and a bonded CFS, which just means that we can move cargo into our warehouse that hasn't been customs cleared yet. We specialize in all transport modes, so ocean, air freight, customs brokerage, and various warehouse services. Our Chicago warehouse is regularly loading and unloading ocean containers. They load and unload flatbed trailers. They're breaking down ULDs, which are the big cube-like airline pallets that you've probably seen that are packaged in netting. And they offer uh, pretty much all four PL services. 
Very good. Very good. Well, one thing that's, I think, on a lot of the international freight clients' minds are these congested ports. If you look into a newspaper, if you look on cable TV or on the internet, there's more and more pictures of these steamship lines kind of parked at the Los Angeles and Long Beach port areas. Can you give us a little bit of an explanation of what is causing the congestion? Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So, yeah, for about a year now, COVID's been impacting the U.S. Crazy to think it's been about a year. We started seeing lockdowns last year in about March and April. And then from June to August, there was a spike or the common term was a V-shaped recovery. So in late August, early September, this is when we started seeing chinks in the armor reveal themselves, congestion being one of the first things. And at the ports, congestion was beginning to start just due to the sheer increase in import volumes. All that pent-up demand from lockdowns came spilling out, and the ocean carriers were struggling to keep up. So they didn't have the capacity to meet all this pent-up demand. They began adding vessels into rotation, and in a very short period, the import volumes went from barely nothing to exceeding pre-pandemic levels. So we've been monitoring these levels since Q3 of last year, and they've either held steady or increased week in and week out. So this gives you kind of an idea of why the ports have been congested and just keep getting more congested. They, all the U.S. ports could probably use some reprieve, but as you mentioned, L.A. and Long Beach probably need it the most. Very much uh, a good way to explain the congestion. And when you talk about it, the next question that comes into my mind is what kind of process are your VHA team members going through so they can help these international clients through these delays? Does it start with the overseas supplier, the shipper, or the steamship line? Yes. Great question. All of the above. So, the clients we've seen be the most successful mitigating these delays and finding solutions are the ones who've been able to employ continuous planning and hyper communication with all those parties. So working with the origin suppliers, the logistics partners, which would be us, and also the steamship lines and airlines. We've been closely communicating with our origin offices in China, the Far East, and India, and getting realistic feedback because it's chaotic and you don't you don't want to sugarcoat it. You want to actually know what we can do and what we can't do. So from there, we're putting together recommendations, trying to help clients decide on a best course of action. And it's, it's the same thing. We need to be able to communicate with them and have them communicate with us what's possible whether it be their ability to add in some more leeway to their shipping schedules, implement advanced bookings, or flexibility in the shipping routes. And if those aren't 
viable options, potentially switching modes to LCL or air freight. I was going to say, too, uh, the railroad situation probably is uh, one of the things that enters into the picture when the space is very tight. Does it really help to have good contacts at the rail yards and with the container dray companies? And I would assume Vantec Hitachi Transport has maintained those contacts, and you probably have to keep them up every year. Yeah. Yeah, the trickle-down effect has touched every link in the supply chain. The rail carriers have been feeling it too. Again, based on just the sheer volume of import containers. So the number of rail cars to containers, um, moving those from ports to inland points has just been insufficient. So we're seeing increased dwell times. A uh, container that would have normally unloaded at the port in LA and hopped right onto a rail car heading to Chicago, as an example, is now sitting in LA for a handful of days, just waiting for availability to move inland. And certain locations, inland locations, are even seeing it, some more severe than others. We've seen Chicago and Minneapolis have been two that have had uh, real severe chassis shortages. And so it's taking the rail and the terminals longer to move containers in and out just because of those shortages and lack of power. I was going to say, I always know there's a problem when I see a container on a flatbed truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, to switch gears a little bit, uh, it is 2021 and we have a new president, a new administration starting out in this first year. How do you think President Biden's policies and foreign relations will affect freight forwarding in 21? And also, what does this mean for the U.S. and for China going forward? We'll be watching closely. President Biden has indicated um, a return of cautious yet progress deal making on his agenda. So we may see a different trend of more preferential tariff treatments towards different trading partners, which would ultimately impact the bottom line of importers here in the U.S. So in the last few years, we've seen several rounds of tariffs being implemented, and we've been kept on our toes, and importers have been kept on our toes, and we saw a trade deal with China and so far, phase one of that trade deal has remained in place along with the tariffs. And from what I've read, analysts don't think that that's going to be removed anytime soon. China didn't fully meet the terms of phase one, but they did deliver on the majority of their commitment. And again, it's been a common theme from Biden's administration that he wants to build up international alliances rather than acting unilaterally. So we don't see any major changes happening there. Okay. I also wondered, uh, based on the routing of these containers coming out of China, there's been a little bit in the news recently about some of the customers looking to a Canadian routing to see if that will alleviate some of the pressure. What do you think of that concept? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a, a good strategy. So we have seen that. We've seen, as far as the West Coast goes, we've seen that the most, um, the tightest ports when it comes to bandwidth right now are LA, Long Beach, and actually Vancouver. So Vancouver is not a great option right now. It's, it's pretty stressed as well. But the port of Tacoma, Seattle has increased, I think they said by like 20 or 30% in the last month. So a lot of people are rerouting over Tacoma. And then another option is Oakland. Oakland is, is pretty normal as far as uh, times to, to get vessels in and out and get containers loaded onto the rail. So we have seen that as a strategy, kind of avoiding LA, Long Beach, and unfortunately Vancouver is also pretty congested. Okay. Another thing too, I mean, the natural uh, thing to do when ocean freight gets backed up is to look at air services. And from what I've been reading, the global airlines have seen their capacity and shipments decline last year in 2020. What do you think customers can expect this year on the air export side and the air import side going into 2021? I know on the air import side, we've noticed at Carter, some of our automotive clients are dealing with the chip shortage and are telling us they've had to air freight some of those chip shipments in to try to keep their lines going the best they possibly can. What kind of feel do you have for all of this on the air side? Yeah, we've seen that too. The, the chip shortage specifically has been affecting a lot of industries actually, which is pretty surprising. But uh, the air freight in general, um, yeah, we. I think we should remember that 2020 was kind of an outlier. So the numbers, the air freight numbers in 2020 are going to be a little skewed because we we saw a lot of the air service in 2020 just wasn't even available. Commercial flights were canceled for quite a while. Um, President Trump had, I think, canceled all flights between US and Europe for about a month. And so those numbers are gonna be significantly lower than they normally would be. I have been reading that air freight demand for the last couple months has been strong. So with vaccination rollouts going and passenger freight returning with a lot of the airlines putting flights back into service, I, I expect the numbers to be a little closer to normal levels in 2021. Do you think on the air side that the pricing will be affected this year, especially into say the upcoming peak season for the holidays uh, in 2021? You know, I think, yeah, the air freight levels are still a little higher than they, they normally would be, but we haven't seen the air freight exacerbated as much as the ocean freight has been lately. And so I think it'll probably be a little closer to normal than uh, the ocean freight side. And fingers crossed when things come back, the... Uh, Hopefully the levels will get back to normal, but I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I'd hate to be an airline this last year, right? They've, they've got to make up some lost ground, so right. they might hike up those rates a little bit just to try to make up for that, and, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll keep a close eye on it. 
perfect. We have uh, experienced on the trucking side, as uh, the two of us have talked about before, uh, driver shortages impacting the North American trucking marketplace. It's something that's being looked at constantly for the transportation of goods uh, overland. Uh, how have these shortages impacted things on the international side? If you take a look at the container dray companies or the airline agent trucking environment, have uh, some shortages been noticed? And are there some freight forwarders that have decided to go into the trucking business to handle that local pickup and delivery? Yeah, yeah, we have seen it take a toll on the, the drayman as well. We at, at Vantech Atasha, we have our regular partners that we've found to be reliable and we're committed to. So we will commit our business over the years. And that does help us because when this landscape on the trucking side as well gets chaotic, you do see some clients get tossed to the curb. And we don't get tossed to the curb. We communicate with our partners and come up with solutions to make it work for both sides. One of our carriers, a couple of our carriers actually have been requesting that in Q4 and even right now, we start making booking appointments up to 14 days in advance. And that's one solution which has helped them plan accordingly and also ensures that our service remains intact. As far as um, the forwarders using their own local pickup and delivery fleet, yeah, we have seen some forwarders doing that as well. Um, we, have, we haven't done that. On our side, we, we work with partners who specialize in that. And yeah, we've just had to come up with some solutions. And it's it's like every other link in the chain. The supply chain has been stretched. And it's like we talked about earlier with our clients. We just communicate. We come up with solutions and hyper-communicate, really, in continuous planning. Excellent. Very good. Well, Mike, I really appreciate this uh, synopsis of the market at the present time for 2021. Can you give our audience your contact information if they have any questions on international air, ocean, and customs brokerage services? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, Rich. It's been a lot of fun. So my email address is mike.barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at hitachi-bht.com. Our website is the same domain, so www.hitachi-vht.com. And my mobile number is 630-673-7982. Perfect, Mike. Appreciate it. I want to take this opportunity to thank you on behalf of our audience for this very useful information on the current state of the import and export ocean and air freight markets and the industry and also for how the insight you provided us into how the pandemic and changing needs are going to be infecting our international supply chains today. On behalf of Mike, I am Rich Kenny, and thank you for joining us on this Carter Logistics Wheels in Motion podcast. We look forward to providing additional international podcasts from Carter Logistics in 2021. Thanks for listening to the Wheels in Motion podcast. If you have an idea for an upcoming podcast, please send your ideas to marketing at carter-express.com. Until next time.